Hello and welcome to the She Will Rise podcast. This is your place to learn, grow and rise into your most aligned, divine self. We're talking self-development, feminine energy and ancient wisdom for all you modern mystics out there. Have you ever felt the call to connect more with your feminine, sensual side? Mastering your intuition, creativity and inner magnetism? Well, that is the call of the Divine Feminine and today's episode is your guide to awaken yourself to it. Let's get into it. Hello beautiful souls, my name is Cleo, your host. Today we're going on a magical, juicy little journey to explore and master our divine feminine energy. Oh, I love this topic. It's one of my personal favorites and something that I'm so deep in learning about. So let's take a little moment first to really wake up and breathe into that divine little soul of yours. So when you're ready, just take a big inhale, belly breath. Hold here, feel the magic within, just check in with your body for a few seconds and release all that tension you are holding in your body and your face for the day. And let's dive in. So first of all, let's just really get a grips on what the Divine Feminine is. I want to say a few examples, a few little adjectives, personification, metaphors for you to really just feel what resonates with you because it'll be different for everyone but here's kind of what it is for me and also what I've learned and different things that relate to it. So in essence the divine feminine is that untamed, intuitive, mystical, life-giving force it's a lot of things, um, so I just want you to envision each of these aspects and really feel how each word sits within you. So let's begin. Creation, intuition, flow, destruction, restoration, birth, healing, water, nature, nurture, beauty, art, sensuality, mystery, magnetism, mysticism, surrender, release, depth, the moon, emotions, yin, grounding. So just take a quick second to see how them words sat with you, how does it feel for you, what does that divine feminine mean for you? Um, throughout history, the divine feminine has been personified into goddesses using these different feelings. Um, humans tend to do this where we get an energy or a sense or a feeling and we can't quite describe it or always go to listing off all of these different descriptive words. So we de define it, we make this character around it and that's when it tends to come out as these goddess characters. So we have that powerful 
energy of the Greek warrior goddess Athena, that's in the feminine energy, or the Hindu goddess Sarasvati of creativity and music. And every woman can relate to different energies of the goddesses throughout their life, be it the maiden energy of girlhood or the transition into the mother energy later on in life, all the way to the wise crone um, past that mother phase. We're constantly th flowing through all of these um, different aspects and areas of the feminine and we're giving the opportunity to explore these parts firsthand of what it means to be a feminine vessel, a feminine being in this world. And it doesn't matter whether you identify it as male or female, let me just preface it as this, we have both ends of the scale within us, but I'm talking to the listeners that do identify as feminine and do want to embrace that God-given right to be a divine feminine being in this world and use that in your daily lives as well, um, be it on a big scale um, or a small scale down to the little tiny intricate things that you do, just doing them with that feminine intention and bringing more of that light, sensual, present energy into your daily life is something magic. The Divine Feminine is light and airy, but she's also dark and destructive. She is youthful and innocent, but she's also wise and seductive. Just hold this picture of the Divine Feminine in your mind. Your soul has formed an experience of the Divine Feminine over many lifetimes. And it is a relationship that you have to develop deeply within yourself. So, if you're not driving or doing anything that's taking up too much of your attention, I just wanted to take a second for us to really tap into that energy. Um, so, just close your eyes, or you can do this open-eyed, of course. Um, take yourself into your body. Really feel your heartbeat and your breath and any niggles of tension that may be there within your subtle energetic body, your physical body. Just feel what's there, do a little scan, try and release with the breath. Feel the subtle tingle of vibration on the surface of your skin. And I want you to now envision a goddess mirroring you so whether you're sitting down or walking there's going to be a mirrored version in front of you of your goddess self don't overthink it but what does she look like what does she smell like is there a warmth radiating off her or is she cool what are her elemental qualities? Is she a intuitive, watery kind of goddess? Is she a powerful, fiery goddess? Is she sensual and grounded? Or is she quite alive and awake and airy? What colors do you see attached to this goddess form of you? 
How does she adorn herself? What is she wearing? Does she have jewelry on? Is she quite minimalistic? Is she quite rustic and bohemian? Or is she more goddess-like? Is she draped in gold? What is her hair like? How does she move? How does she speak? What is her natural flow and pace? Is she quite quick and fast and direct? Or is she more slow? Your goddess self has a message for you and she's not going to give it to you in words. She's going to give it to you through the form of intuition, whether that's now Maybe it's a feeling, maybe it is a feeling and an intuition that translates as words in your head right now. Or it might be something that you need to hear in your mind a little later down the line. Just be open to receiving this message right now. And thank her for her time and her divine presence in your life. And as she leaves, she is engulfed in this big glowing light. And this light then forms down into a little star almost glowing right in front of you. The star travels to the top of your head and seeps into the top of your body and goes down through your entire being, filling it with warmth and love, right into the heart center. And this is your inner goddess temple. This is where she lives. And just know that you can tap into her whenever you need her. And when you're ready, come back to reality, come back to the podcast. And let's just go through some more practical steps and um, ways we can tap into this and use it in our daily life now that we've kind of met our inner goddess almost. And that might be a new thing for you or it might be a thing that you do quite regularly. When I first did this, it took me a while to really develop that sense of who that goddess was for me and what she represented. And I would kind of attach different representations of who I thought my inner goddess was and what she had and her different qualities and I would embody that with um, different visuals of what she was wearing or how she was acting and that's a really great starting point for developing that relationship with your inner divine feminine. So the inner divine feminine exists within everyone like I said regardless of gender um, and we need both of these divine masculine and divine feminine within us to a certain degree. They go hand in hand in many areas of our life. You know, when starting a new business, planning is the masculine while creating and manifesting is the divine feminine. The masculine is often seen as, as the observer and the feminine is the dancer. This is the dance of Shakti and Shiva. Um, just other words for divine feminine and masculine have been created. The masculine thinks and instructs, the feminine sees and births into reality. There can be fine lines um, 
based on your intentional approach to things, nurturing is a feminine aspect, while mothering is quite a masculine trait. The nurturer fills up her own cup and overpours love and encourages her loved ones, while the mother puts her needs to the side almost, likes to control and critique them. So you can see how these seemingly quite similar traits can be so polarizing coming from a feminine aspect to the masculine aspect. And many women are actually in their masculine um, in the modern day. And some of them are forced due to expectations, their own needs, and society's glamorization of this girl boss hustle culture. Um, and others simply feel safer in their busy, distracted, micromanaged nine to five life. And I'm not saying you have to sacrifice your dreams or career and goals to being your feminine, because it's quite the opposite. You just have to be aware and make shifts and use energies and different energies in different ways to live your life and get what you want. Shifts into softness, shifts into surrender, shifts into pause, becoming an energetical magnet for your desires rather than chasing them like wild boars. Because <laughs> that's more of the masculine thing to do. Believing that staying busy and running and exhausting yourself is the most effective way to get you what you want in your life is simply not true. The feminine is just as powerful as the masculine and it has to be, otherwise the universe would fall apart, right? There has to be a balance in these two forces, so they have to be as equally powerful. We're just so used to seeing productivity and numbers and metrics as a way of gaining your goals in this reality when the feminine, the subtle side, the energetical side is just as effective. You just don't know it yet. We just don't experience it enough. So why do we feel so safe in our masculine? Other than the obvious, um, current structure, societal norms, women also carry a lot of unhealed wounds from the past. And these ancestral wounds of repression, inferiority, shame, and even death sentences from showing their inner magic. Uh, yeah, it's the witch wound. Uh, this is the age-old wound, one that keeps you from claiming your magic, owning your power, and shining your truth. This is a quote from a great book from Celeste Larson. Um, she goes more deeply into this and I'd actually love to have her on here too. I'm just manifesting that, putting that out into the universe. One day we're going to do a deep dive into that. But often I found that connecting with different periods of time and locations and different cultures and belief systems all have different levels of how they see the feminine energetics um, and you can really channel these when you go into your own research and just taking a second to really feel 
that period of time within yourself because I think as women we do hold a lot of um, past life influence and emotions and secrets and traumas within us um, take the Salem witch trials I'm comparing it with the energy of the matriarchal rule of women in ancient Egypt and these old civilizations where women were worshipped and they were seen as goddess in human form a lot of ancient cultures believed that the divine feminine had a direct influence on fertile soil, luck and prosperity and they worshipped them. Even in England, stories of harvests and seasons all related back to this feminine power and, and celebration of the feminine and offerings through rituals. So how do we heal? the feminine in order to awaken this fiery source within us all i wish i could give you three simple steps and just all start frolicking about the planet and sparkling our little magic everywhere but it's not that easy you have to be committed honest open and consistent even you have to be the learner the teacher and the examiner but it is worth the journey. The wounded feminine energy is the other side of the coin and that looks like self-doubt, people-pleasing, fear of self-expression, difficulty setting boundaries. So if that sounds like you, then you're gonna wanna tune in and learn how to heal that feminine energy and embrace the good because that healed feminine is all about self-compassion flow, magnetism, healthy boundaries, and intuition. A great way to get there is through the physical, emotional, and spiritual realms. And the first step is awareness. Awareness of what's there, what you're currently dealing with, the blocks in the body. For women, it's usually emotions stored in the hips or the heart center. So working on opening these areas and calling in an energetical release, a good old clear out, while holding space and acceptance to experience whatever feelings are there, whatever comes up. Tapping in and slowing down. Dancing, taking moments for passivity and presence. And if you have a partner, allowing them to be in their masculine and providing for you offering for the divine feminine inside of you there was actually a study that showed that men are actually more likely to succeed when they have a feminine figure near or in their life whether that's a wife or a mother or a side thing <laughs> having this feminine energy nurturing you will actually help you succeed as a man so don't underestimate your divine offering. He might pay for the dinner, but you have the power to pull the strings in a manifestation dimension. So just remember that one. Again, you are the dancer, but the masculine is the one setting up the show, managing the ticket sales. The step of healing past wounds will be a constant one. Don't get me wrong. But once you've 
unlocked and experienced delving into these areas, the next step is flipping the narrative and intentions around your daily activities. A woman in her masculine energy and a woman in her feminine energy on paper can live very similar lives, but to observe them moving throughout these days can be completely different. So the masculine woman, for example, would rush out of bed, whip up a breakfast for her family, grab her bag and head to work, uh, send a few emails on the train, then quickly grab a coffee from a local shop, rush into work, get her head into, la into her laptop and then clock out and then head home. But with a simple mindset change of bringing in flow, presence and femininity would change it to waking up a little bit earlier to allow some space for the feminine to do her magic, taking a moment for herself, checking in with her body and her feelings, whether that's meditation or a little morning stretch, writing down her morning pages to align with her vision, getting clear on that to-do list that's realistic, knows not to overwhelm herself with too many things, Preparing herself with the power of beauty and adorning herself in clothes and jewelry that lights her up. Then she whips up a breakfast as she sways to some music, experiencing the colors and smells and sounds, cherishing time with her family before she heads to work. She's present on the train, using the time to expand her mind with podcasts or books or simply just being. She romanticizes her coffee run, making small talk with the barista and being grateful for the simple pleasure that is a vanilla oat latte. She then heads to work, checks in with her colleagues, um, begins work, connecting with others to help solve problems or bounce ideas off, goes to lunch with her work friends and then heads home and shares her day. This is just one of the examples of a generic workday, but I hope you kind of got the feel and got to visualize these two different women. One is rushed and forceful and the other is still active and productive, but she does it in a more sensual, slower, feminine way. Embodiment practices within your morning routine is a great way to realign with your feminine state. Remind yourself of your commitment to feminine living this is your soft girly era, if you have not already heard. It's romanticizing, it's stopping to smell the roses, and an abundance mindset, not lack. Curating your life in a way that lights you up, not feeling inferior to these other TikTok girlies with their copy and paste aloe yoga two-piece sets, and no shade. <laughs> um, but if you have the mindset of the whole... I'll be X when I have or get Y. That is more masculine. The divine feminine doesn't overconsume or indulge or place expectations on external things. She stands the test of time and she lives with intention. And when you start to see your life as little tests throughout the day, um, for you to flex this feminine muscle, treating activities and obstacles as new ways to explore the feminine, you really get to learn firsthand how to be that, you know? Fake it till you make it. 
is such a great thing um, in terms of this. So just taking a moment to stop and think, okay, I'm being a little bit in my masculine, what would being in my feminine look like? Tuning into that and then giving a little practice and embodying that. Um, that's the best way to do it. And then it becomes second nature almost. And that's what you become. So let's go through a little 360 feminine energy transformation. So mind, body, soul, and space are the four things that can really encapsulate different aspects of whatever you want to bring into your life. So in terms of the divine feminine and the mind, we talk about shadow work, um, limiting beliefs and fears that might surround you embracing and stepping truly into that feminine because there is that dark side of the feminine that you will have to face sooner or later and you have to face those dark sides of yourself in order to move forward because you'll always be held back by these limiting beliefs and fears if you don't stare them in the eye and tackle them head on. So seeing how you judge others maybe who express overly feminine qualities can usually shed a light on your own subconscious limitations and judgments that you might have for yourselves. Things like this, judging other women is often a subconscious hell for how you might judge yourself and the limitations you're putting on yourself so i need to be the breadwinner i need to be girl boss hustling in my job i don't want my man to provide for me okay we'll tap into that a little deeper because the feminine knows that she's powerful and she doesn't see being provided for as a lack of power so why would that be a thing coming up for you if that's a argument for your divine masculine? So maybe digging into things like that. And then the body side of things is really great for feminine energy because it's all about sensual energies and moving can really invoke that Shakti energy within you. So that's dancing, really tuning into your body and letting it flow and also how you dress girls you know the power of a good outfit or a new ring or a new piece of jewelry or doing your hair nice or your makeup good like really adorning yourself and dressing yourself as this goddess whatever that may look like in these modern times is a great way of just stepping into almost like a costume at the beginning until it becomes part of you then your soul connecting inwards of course with practices that i've discussed and what that unique goddess looks like for you and just tapping into her for a little advice and making this character and making it so vivid that you can talk to her and ask her questions as a channel for your intuition is a great way uh, oh my god i advise every girl to do this just create that goddess version of yourself whether that's your higher self you know your whatever you want to call it um just have that connection with her and this will also strengthen your intuition and your inner wisdom then kind of like the body 
but the space aspect is a reflection of your internal, right? So your environment is a product of you and you are a product of your environment. Aestheticism and making everything in your world poetry, you know, being aware of what's in your immediate space and what you're consuming. For me, I'm quite a visual person, so having little objects and things around me and creating a space that feels like a space that the goddess me would want to be in, whether that's putting candles or incense or little natural elements around your home, uh, whatever that looks like for you. Also, being aware of the way that you move in space, so the way that you walk, the way that you talk, and even the way that you're eating so are you slow like taking a minute to just really enjoy your food that's also an expression of your inner goddess act and you will become also i have um, a little concept called goddess training and this is the hobbies that light you up that you things that do you want to learn so for me that was tara and um belly dance was a thing that i went through just because my inner goddess wanted to explore that reading absorbing knowledge um expressing yourself painting uh poetry singing whatever this is for me goddess training so tapping into what that is for you and what your inner goddess is calling you to learn so I hoped you gained a little bit of intuitive knowledge of what the Divine Feminine means for you, maybe some things that you need to work on. And it is a process and it will be a lengthy one. So as we just wrap up, just remember that the Divine Feminine and Masculine is in us all. And we do need to tap into them at different times, but your magic lies in this ancient right that we hold as womanly vessels whether you identify as a man or a woman embracing the divine feminine is not just about balancing out these energies it's an exploration of self-compassion and understanding and rekindling that magic and intuition within you that magic goddess woman who is ready to just burst out of you and be expressed into the real world because she's been tucked away for so long, lifetimes even. So make this the lifetime that you let her come out to play a little bit. I hope that you continue your journey into divine feminine essence, step into alignment with that gorgeous goddess within and begin to sparkle your magic wherever you walk until next time thank you so much if you made it this far let me know what you think socials she will rise on instagram and tiktok stay tuned for more podcasts and i will speak to you in another episode